No, this morning I am going to speak. Um, if you don't know me, my name's Amber. I am the student pastor here at Grow Church. What a privilege and an honor. Thank you. Go ahead. Give it to me again. Holla. There we go. <laughs> this is the student section over here. Um, but I am the student pastor here at Grow Church. And, man, it is a privilege and an honor to be able to be on the stage and just speak to you what I feel God has given me today. So today we're starting a new series called Full Life. Uh, if you don't know what that means or if it's your first time or maybe you hadn't been here many times, uh, we love the scripture, John 10, 10. And Pastor Lynch just said it is our vision for this church, and I 100% believe it. Uh, I bleed black and blue, and I am living fully alive in Christ, and I'm so excited uh, to be able to begin this series today. So Full Life in Christ, if they'll put John 10, 10 up there for me. So it says the, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So if we're looking at life and full life, it's not just a mediocre, like, blah, life. It is a full life in Christ. Like, God has promised us all this stuff. But maybe we need to move some things out of the way in order to get to it, right? So today, I'm going to speak on spiritual growth. So two disciplines or habits, good habits that you may need to lean into or grow in is fasting and prayer. And today starts our 21 days of fasting and prayer. So I'm going to challenge you today, and I hope that you take that challenge. I know that it's difficult. I know that it's different. I know that it is hard. I was talking to uh, Denise yesterday, and I was like, listen, I think I'm going to have to do this fast because I cheat on every single fast I do. Every one of them. I don't, like, if I say I'm going to do the Daniel fast, I'm going to be like, all right, so I wonder if this pizza crust is on, like, this fast. Like, can we make it something, like, Daniel-ish, you know? I feel like if Daniel was here, he'd be like, yo, give me some pizza. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I feel like I cheat on every single fast that I set myself out to do. So I was like, I think I'm going to have to do this and just do nothing for a little bit. And um, not, like, 21 days, but it's a little different. But... Um, I think I'm just going to have to take that away, right? So I'm like, I won't do the Daniel because I'll cheat on it. And then I won't say I'll take social media away or this, that, and the other way. And I may take a few days off of that. But I always find myself getting into that because even if I'm taking my personal social media away, I get on the student social media to be able to post or I get on the church social media or different things like that where I'm just like, I'm going to cheat. So I wanted to set aside these 21 days something different. Because I knew that I would cheat. <laughs> so two disciplines, spiritual disciplines. There's a lot of notes in my teaching this morning. And if you are a note taker, I want you to do that. Because I have a few points, um, a few different things that I would like you to write down. And just kind of, um, I know that when we're in Sunday morning and we hear Pastor Lance preach. And we hear all these really good points. And I'm like, man, that was good. Like I'm backstage because we listen backstage as well. But I'm backstage and I'm like, Boy, is preaching this morning, right? But then it becomes Sunday night, and I forget what he said. And it's like, well, maybe I should write that down, or maybe I should take some notes, because I feel like it's not just hearing in this moment. I feel like we maybe need to read over that, um, dwell on that, kind of see exactly, maybe dig into that to see what um, God, the word that God has given Pastor Lance. So if I can encourage you today, take some notes, even if it's on your phone. Make sure you're on the notepad. That's what I tell my students. If you're not on the notepad, we're going to take your phone. I can't take your phone, but your notepad is on there. So feel free to take some notes. So two spiritual disciplines I'm going to speak on is fasting and prayer. 
we hear about them and talk about them, but do we really want to grow in them? And I know that's uncomfortable because I'm like, I really don't want to set aside that food. Like, I really don't want to set aside fill in the blank, whatever you're fasting. I really don't have the time to set aside to just carve out that time and make time to pray every single day. I really don't have that time, God. Like, I really don't know how I can do this. So we hear about it and we talk about it, but are we willing to take that next step and grow in it? Do we know what power prayer and fasting has? It is, it is unreal. If you look through scripture, you see different people who fasted, and I'm actually going to touch on one here in just a few minutes of just how powerful her fasting was. It saved an entire nation. It's unreal how powerful it is. So I'm going to speak on fasting first, and then I'm going to tie into um, prayer. A lot of times we fast, and we automatically connect dieting and fasting. Anybody in here ever got that confused? Me, all the time. I'm like, okay, dieting, fasting, same kind of thing. So here's the definition of fasting. Fasting is to abstain from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially in a religious observance. So here's the difference between dieting and fasting. Fasting is more along the, f- the spiritual rim, and dieting is more along the physical rim. So a diet changes the way you look while a fast changes the way you see. So the way you look on the outside, your appearance, what you're, what you're trying to make happen, losing weight or fitting in this certain outfit, gaining some muscle, whatever it is, it changes the outward appearance of how you look, but fasting changes the way you see things. And that's why I've been praying for clarity and sensitivity, because I believe that, that the way you see, God can give you clarity during these 21 days. He can give you sensitivity for you to be able to see exactly what he's saying, but also listening ears, and that is so hard. <laughs> Isn't that hard? It's so hard to be able to listen to God more so than talk, because we like to talk more than we listen. So if you're writing notes, fasting disconnects us from the world and draws us closer to God. Fasting also teaches us to control our temptations. So I'm going to read here in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And it's where Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. And it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, and if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. What is in your way of listening to God? What's in your way of hearing God? 
So right back here where it says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. What must we move out of the way? What is that bread for us that we feel like we have to thrive on, that we feel like we have to stay connected to, that we feel like we have to cover up something? I think God is saying, let's, let's push that away because we don't live on that alone. We don't have to hide behind that anymore. We don't have to lean on that and depend on that anymore. If you will move that out of the way, you can hear me. You can see me. You can be sensitive to what I'm saying to you. I believe, and this isn't biblical, but... I believe the difference between Eve and Jesus being tempted back in Genesis chapter 3 when Eve was tempted at the tree and then right here where Jesus was tempted. I believe the difference wasn't because Jesus was the son of God, because the devil came to him just like he came to Eve, right? I believe the difference was that he was prepared because he just got done fasting, and he could hear what God said, and he could listen and have clarity as to, no, get behind me, devil. This is what I'm going to do. This is, this is what I'm called to do. I'm not going to be tempted by all this stuff that you're trying to show me. So if I had to say, again, personal opinion, the difference between Eve being tempted and falling into that temptation and Jesus being tempted was not that he was the son of God. It was because that he was prepared, that he was prayed up, that he had fasted, and that he just came out of that 40 days of prayer and fasting, and he was like, mm-mm, get thee behind me, right? He had that strength. So I'm going to tell you about the first time I fasted. So I, I grew up in church, if a lot of you <coughs> didn't know. Um, I grew up in church, but I never really had a relationship with God. And I went off to um, Free Chapel over in Gainesville, moved from Jessup, Georgia down south, and did an internship there. It was, it was a year-long internship. And I don't know if you know who Jensen Franklin is, but he has so many books and so many studies and so many things on fasting. This man eats, sleeps, and breathes fasting. And I was not so nervous because I didn't really hear them talk about it when we first got there. Because whenever we got there, it was like in August, September. And... We were just being interns. Well, then here comes the end of November and December, and our leader comes to us, Zach, and he said, Pastor Zach said, so you guys have to go ahead and start praying for what you're going to fast for. And all the other interns are like, yes, like, this is why we're here, to fast. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm scared. <laughs> I was like, I'm so scared. I don't, I don't know what to give up. Like, <laughs> I have no clue um, what to eat because I'm a little picky. So I'm like, either I go without food or that's it. That's the fasting that's going to take place because if I try to do something else, I'm probably not going to make it. And so I was one of the girls that was there with us. Her name was Adriana. And I was talking to her, and I was like, Adriana, what, what are you going to do? Well, I always do the Daniel fast. And I'm like, <coughs> Do you know what they take away in the Daniel fast? And she was like, yeah, like I, she had all these studies. She had like an app. It was teaching her like everything about it. And I was like, can you just show me that and help me and teach me how to, how to do that? And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do the Daniel fast with Adriana, right? And I was so focused on just doing the Daniel fast that I didn't even think about anything else. I was so focused on just, okay, make sure I don't eat this, make sure I eat this, make sure this, make sure that, make sure. And I feel like sometimes we feel like, Whenever we fast, we have to be so perfect at it that it kind of just t 
takes away from what God is trying to tell us. We're, tr- we're so focused on, okay, I can't eat chicken. I can't eat this. I can't eat this. And we're so focused on exactly what we can and can't do whenever God's like, wait, listen, the purpose is for you to take this time, for you to push that plate back and talk to me and spend time with me. Will you do that? Because I feel like you're still distracted by this fast, right? And so for me as an intern, I was like, oh, God, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this. I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. And the guy was like, uh, Pastor Zach, he said, I'm telling you, Pastor Jensen, he talks about it all the time. He was like, if you don't, if you don't see anything, if you don't hear God's voice, then you come, then we'll give you a refund. Or I mean, he made jokes about it, and I was like, I ain't hear God's voice because I'm so worried about not eating chicken right now. And I'm so <laughs> I'm so scared that I'm not gonna be able to eat at all. And I'm so hungry and I'm so focused on that that I'm not even taking the time to get in God's word and to listen and to be able to sit there and pray and take that time and say, you know what, God, I may not be perfect at this Daniel fast or this amber fast, whatever you want to call it. I may not be perfect at it, but God, here I am. Use me. God, please, 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 please talk to me. Let, let's have this time together. I'm setting aside this time. God, please don't let me, don't let me cover up or take that time or focus so much on this that I don't get to hear what you have to say. I wanted to share that story because I don't know if you've ever been there. I don't know if you've been through a fast and you were like, it is not for me. Like, I can't do it. Um, I don't know if you've even done the same thing I did where you focused so much on it and all you thought about while you were at work was you were so hungry that you, you couldn't even hear God talking to you. And so I just want to encourage you today that maybe your fast isn't a Daniel fast. Maybe your fast isn't completely liquid. Maybe it's whatever you feel like God's telling you to do. But what I do want to challenge you with is take that time to just listen to what God's telling you to do. Take that time and just listen and be like, God, what kind of fast do you want me to do? Because it's really what's going to help you with your time with God. So fasting trains our heart to compassion. It helps us care and love others better. Isaiah 58, 6 and 7, it says, It is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and unite the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. It is not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor and wanderer with shelter. When we see the naked, to clothe clothe them and not turn away from our own flesh and blood. It helps us look through Jesus' eyes. It gives us that clarity to be compassionate for people. It gives us that clarity to say, whatever they did, that homeless person or that addict or whoever it is that maybe you're looking at, sometimes through our flesh's eyes, we're like, well, they got themselves there. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I know we've all probably thought along those lines some sometime in the last however long you've been alive. Well, they've got themselves there. They can get themselves out. Well, they've got themselves there. These choices made them get there. Why can't they make better choices to get out of there? Fasting gives you compassion like Jesus has, lets you look through the eyes of Jesus at people. Fasting is far more important than food. Like I said earlier, it's not physical. It's more of a spiritual and setting aside that time and pushing back that plate or whatever it is 
that you're fasting to be able to have that time with God. If you look at Esther um, and Esther 4, I didn't give them this scripture, and I'm actually not going to read exactly what the scripture is, but I encourage you to go read Esther. It is an amazing, amazing story. Um, in Esther 4, it's, she showed us that you can call a corporate people to fasting. And it changed an entire nation. It saved the Jews for her to do that fast, plus she called others to fast. There's power in fasting. And what I want to say is I feel like 2020 was hard. It was different. It was difficult. But, man, I've seen God's hand throughout the entire thing. God, I mean, God did amazing things. Even through the, the difficult times and the hard times and the times where I was like, can I just go to church today? Like, can we just be there? Can we just be together? There was times where I called some of my leaders for the growth students, and I was like, y'all want to go sit in the parking lot and eat at Buffalo's? And, like, just sit in our cars and talk through the windows? Like, I just want to talk to people. I just want to see people. But I feel like I was actually talking to Jonathan about this yesterday. I feel like God had taken that. I mean, he could have healed that virus. He could heal COVID. But I think we kind of had to take that moment and step back from our busy lives and step back and get back to the basics of, God, you are our foundation. God, we have to rely on you. God, that you are the only way we're going to get through this. God, there's nothing that you can't do. God, that you've got this taken care of. We have to rely on that, even through the hard, fearful, anxious times that we faced. Did you grow through it? I didn't just go through it, went through it. I grew through it. There's multiple things that I did that I was like, oh, I probably would not have done that last year. I probably would not have faced that. But then there's other times where I usually have a lock-in, and it's like the best event of the whole year, and we couldn't have a lock-in this year. And it's just times like, God, like I'm so angry. I'm so upset. God, help me realize. Help me Help me be able to to hear and see how you want me to hear and see but also trusting God in those moments of doubt <laughs> trusting God in those moments while you're worrying and you're just saying God I know that you've got it taken care of you've got this taken care of please God take it from me I can't worry any longer I know that you have a plan and a purpose throughout this entire thing so I fallen, I fallen, I challenge, I mixed fasting and challenging. I challenge you to fast the next 21 days. And I want you to take the time, even if you came here today and you didn't know we were in the fasting or we started fasting today or I don't know if it's your first time here and maybe you didn't know we were starting this. But even if you start tomorrow, this is what I want to challenge you to do today. I want you to take the time to set up an object, objective, right? Like, what are you fasting for? What are you fasting for? Does, do you have a son or a daughter who needs to come back to God? Do you need a breakthrough? How is your, is your finances looking, looking bad? Are you just fasting for our nation and for COVID and for God to, to help us? Or what, what do you want to fast for? What does that look like for you? But I also want you to I want you to write that down. I know sometimes we can be like, a lot of, yesterday whenever I was just going back over my notes and looking through some things, I'm writing this stuff down, and I'm like, Amber, are you actually doing this? Like, did you write your objective down? Did you write why God, like, why God wants, you, you feel like God wants you to pray what you're fasting for? No, I didn't. So I got out of my notebook, and I'm like, okay. And then I have this list. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm feeling like the same thing, right? You're saying, 
you're telling people, just find an objective. What are you fasting for? You keep saying that, or you keep saying this, this, and this, but writing it down and praying over it and declaring it and taking that time to say, I'm fasting and pushing this away. God, I'm praying for my, my family. God, I'm praying for COVID. God, I'm praying for our nation. God, I'm praying for our president. God, I'm praying this whole list of things or whatever you're fasting for in particular, I want to challenge you to fast, and I want to challenge you to write that down and figure out what you're going to fast about. So fasting disconnects us from the world while prayer connects us to God. So who in here has a smartphone? I think I brought mine. Or a phone at all. You got a phone? If you don't, like, talk to me later. There ain't no way you ain't got a phone. Okay. If you got a phone, how many in here um, charges your phone every single day? Plugs it in every day? Even when it ain't dead? Me too. Amen. I go to bed and I'm like, oop, it's not even dead, but I'm going to plug it in. <laughs> if you don't charge it, what does it do? It dies. If you don't charge your phone, it dies. Just like your phone needs to be connected to the power source, you need a connection with God through prayer daily, all the time. Even when we don't need a charger, we plug that charger in. Even when you don't need something, you need to talk to God daily. Even if you're telling him, God, thank you. Thank you for doing this. God, thank you for bringing me through 2020. God, thank you for your provision over 2021. God, you're constantly, constantly in communication with God. A lot of times we pray only when we need something instead of constantly having that open communication with God. What's a main ingredient for a relationship to work? Communication. It was so important to me that it was in my vows that I wrote. <laughs> I wrote communication in there. Communication, you must communicate with God for your relationship to grow, for your relationship to work. If I didn't talk to Stephen the last two months that we've been married, we would probably not have a marriage anymore. There would not be, you have to have communication, even when you're mad at God, even when you're upset with God. When I'm mad at Stephen, I have that communication, that conversation. When I'm upset, I talk to him about it. When I'm dealing with stuff from work, I'm like, babe, like I'm so stressed out about blah, blah, blah. You're constantly having that conversation and that open communication, and that's the same thing with God. It's the same thing, that openness of communication and having that conversation Prayer is, is dialogue, not monologue. It's dialogue and not monologue. You're not just like, God, I need this, God, this, God, this, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Jesus, blah, blah, amen, and you're gone. No, take that time for God to talk back, to have a, a monologue. Take that time for you, and it's easier because you're, you're like, I don't hear God. Like, I don't hear this audible voice, or I don't see this, or God, can you write it in the sky? And it's like... You know, in, in Matthew it says, when you pray, not if you pray. So when you pray, uh, when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, you'll hear my voice. You'll hear it. You'll, you'll take off the blinders. You'll be able to have more clarity. You'll be more sensitive. And you'll, whenever you're reading your Bible, it's, it's different when you're fasting. <laughs> it's different when you're fasting. There's not something there blocking that time. Or you're not thinking about something there blocking that time. So we're not the only ones who had questions about prayer. Because sometimes we're like, how do I pray? Like, I've, I've literally met people who are like, how do I pray? Like, how do I even start that? So in Matthew 6, the disciples asked Jesus, how do I pray? 
and he wasn't just like just go over in the corner and just be just talk to God. Like he was just like just say something, um, just talk to him. You'll figure it out just over in the corner. He didn't say that, did he? He st- he walked it out step by step for them. So if you look in Matthew chapter six nine through thirteen, all of you guys probably know this. It is the prayer. Um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It's encouraging to hear that we're not the only ones who need help praying. Amen. It's encouraging to hear, but here's the thing too, and I'm just going to go off into a little bit of a tangent That was an amazing, amazing leadership tactic. Jesus was their leader, and he didn't just say, go over there and just talk to him. It's fine. Just No, he said, I'm going to write this out step by step for you. How else can I show you? This is exactly what you should say from the beginning to the end. And we have those leaders here. I'm just saying. We have those leaders here. We have those groups here. We have that stuff here that will help you learn how to pray, that will help you learn how to take your next next step, that will help you learn how to grow. So Jesus' leadership right there was an amazing tactic, and I just wanted to say for a moment we have those leaders here to help you learn how to pray, to help you grow and take those next steps. So three ways to grow in your prayer life and start making a good discipline or habit. The first thing is pray regularly. In Daniel 6.10, it says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. If I can encourage you in this one, pray regularly. Carve out some time in your day to give to God. I've heard people say, it's different for different people. My grandmama used to say, I'm going to put on my armor of God first, so I'm going to get up and pray and talk to him. Therefore, I'm fully clothed for the day in my armor of God, and I'm going to walk through my day already suited up. But it's different for different people. I am not the best morning person. Okay? Uh, I'm not, and I'll say that. My alarm went off. A few times this morning, Stephen was upset with me on the way to church this morning because my alarm woke him up instead of me. Like, I'm not that big of a morning person. But the cool thing is, is you can carve out that time for you specifically. It doesn't say in the Bible, give me 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. That is not what it says. It does not say that. It says, just, just pray regularly with me. Just talk to me. Communicate with me. So I encourage you to take that time out of your day. Go ahead and take that time out of your day. I actually seen a fasting, a prayer and fasting God from Church of the Highlands, and they actually carved that out for you. They give you examples of your schedule for that day, and it's a really cool thing because when they give you those that schedule, it kind of puts you in a, instead of feeling like, oh, I'm so hungry, or oh, all I can think about is food. It gives you that schedule of, okay, 8 a.m., I'm going to get up, and I'm going to read the Word. 8.45, I'm going to do this. I'm going to head to work. I'm going to go to the gym. It kind of lays that out for you, and I know it's different because we're all on different schedules. Some of us get up differently. Some of us leave work differently, but if I can just encourage you to take that time and just say, I am going to carve out time over the next 21 days. The really cool thing is people say 21 days can make or break a habit, and I believe that this is a habit that we need to make 
instead of break. We need to take that habit and take those times in a day and just set aside. And I'll say just completely disconnect. Completely disconnect. Take your phone, turn it off, whatever it is. Kind of set yourself aside for those moments to pray and to be with God. So the first thing is pray regularly. The second thing is pray honestly. In Hebrews 4.13, it says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him who we must give account. As much as we try our best to hide from society and hide different things because we're not perfect and we don't look perfect, God knows everything. God sees everything. Even the things that you're trying so hard to hide from him, even the moments where you're mad at him, he knows. He knows. A lot of times we are so, our flesh is so in routine to hiding things from the people around us to make us look the right way or, or serve God this way. or do. Can I tell you, we all make mistakes. Every single one of us, whether you're on this stage or off this stage or wherever you're at, wherever you serve, whatever you do, we're not perfect. But God's grace is sufficient. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. But for some reason, we're in that routine in our flesh that we turn to God and we're just like, yep, nothing's wrong. Like, I'm not upset with you at all. Like, we're good and you're trying to hide that. But pray honestly with God. I've prayed prayers. I have a journal specifically from the year after my internship, after, actually. And it is, it's pretty, it's pretty mean. Like, I mean, it's pretty like, God, I'm angry. Like, God, I am upset. Like, I need you to, I need you to help me. I need you to send these people. I need you to surround me. God, please, I am so angry with you right now. You're not telling me where to go. You're not telling me what to do. You're not, all this stuff uh, that I'm so angry about. But be honest with God. Pray honestly. So the first thing, pray regularly, pray honestly. And the third thing is pray constantly. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, I only gave them 5, 17, but it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I believe we should be in such close fellowship with God that there is unbroken communication with God. It is a constant communication thing. And I know people are like, I can't pray like four hours in a row, like, I can't do that, there was someone that I'd, I'd seen whenever I was researching, it was a quote, I don't know his name, but it said, I may not pray for 12 hours straight, but I don't go, or I may not pray for 20 minutes straight, but I don't go 20 minutes without praying, so taking that time and just saying, whenever you're walking to work, God, thank you so much for this time, God, thank you for me being, being able to come to work today, for me being healthy, God, I pray for those with COVID, just constantly in communication with him, we must be willing to constantly grow in our prayer lives. I'm going to go to Second Chronicles 7.14, which is actually whenever I first started studying for prayer and fasting, I was really just going to take this scripture and kind of break off of just this scripture. I want to point out some words here after I read it. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. The words I wanted to, to, to say, the words I want to pick out from that, 
is humble, pray, seek, and turn. If we could humble, pray, seek, and turn daily, man, what would our lives be like? We would humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. I don't, I don't know about you, but if you're facing sin, you need to turn toward God. It's literally to turn away from. That's what repentance is. It's to completely turn away from. So I don't know what you're facing today, or I don't know what uh, issue you're having in your family, or maybe even COVID has just taken a toll on you. But if you'll say, God, I am going to humble myself. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek your face, and I'm going to turn from your wicked ways, and I know that you are going to heal our land. Who in here thinks that we need our land healed? Amen to that. Thank you for tuning in to our online broadcast here at Grove Church. We hope that you've heard something today that will strengthen and encourage you throughout the week. Make sure you tune in next week for our next broadcast. God bless.